Good evening and welcome, fellow seekers of ghosts, goblins, and all other ghastly things that go bump in the night, to the Monster Menagerie, a podcast where we explore the mythos behind the monsters. I am Hoshi. And I'm Katie. And we have another, I wanted to say delectable entry in the uh, menagerie, but I'd be lying because... This one's kind of gross. I can't wait. All right, what do you got for me? Well, it is the romance month, so naturally it only makes sense that we do a more romantic-esque monster, so to speak. And so I decided, since it is now my turn, to present the succubi and the incubi. Okay. History's most notorious sexual deviants. Oh boy, all right. Yeah. All right, go Just on. As a as a heads up, uh, at the beginning, we'll still try and keep this within our usual rating. We won't use any explicit terminology, but it'll be mostly clinical, but still pretty blue. So just viewer discretion is advised. Heavily advised on this one. So, first things first: succubi and incubi. What are they? All right. So the succubus is the one that. Uh, impregnates women, right? And then, or no, no, no. The succubus is the one that um, that that entices men, and the incubus is the one that impregnates women. Yes, uh, they are demons that are most known for seducing people, specifically in their dreams. Uh, the succubi is female and the incubi is male, and they typically go for the opposite gender for reasons that Katie somewhat alluded to that we'll do a bit more of a deeper dive into uh, later on. Exactly. Now, the term succubus is actually derived from the late Latin succube and also from succubane. Sub meaning under, and gabare meaning to lie, which is really more intended to sort of allude to the position that a succubus would typically assume during its hunt, if you catch my drift. Oh boy, sure do. Uh, I warned you this was going to be blue. Oh boy. And then the incubus is derived from the late Latin of incubo, which means a... Nightmare induced by such a malevolent evil demon or spirit, and incuba to lie upon. Okay, all right, that, sort that of, makes sort sense. Sort of same concept there. Yep, that makes sense. Yeah, now, as for what can happen with encounters with these demons, because as said, they are no typically for their seduction of their human victims. And while predominantly in dreams, there are supposed instances of actual physical instances of this as well. And regardless of which one, reports of people who have suffered from a succubi or incubi attack, uh, specifically repeated instances, tend to suffer from poor physical and mental health and sometimes even death. I mean, if 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 you're being sexually assaulted by a by a cryptid, I imagine that, you know, you wouldn't be coping too well with it. 
no, no. Um, especially considering the strong ties that these demons tend to have with certain, let's say, unwholesome biblical figures. Oh, Lord. Speaking of which, that actually ties nicely into where these creatures show up in folklore. So they actually show up kind of all over the place, really, but we'll start off with um, how they show up in Judaism. So the Jew, and I apologize if I say any of this poorly, I'm not going to even pretend to be able to speak Hebrew or anything of that nature. <laughs> Uh, but the Jewish uh, mystical Tritzi, uh, Zohar, and the medieval Jewish uh, satirical text Alphabet of Ben Sirah depicted one of the first succubi to be Lilith, or the first wife of Adam. All right. Lilith is kind of the go-to succubi of example. Like, if you hear legend of a succubus or see a character inspired by the legend of a succubus, it will usually take the form or pay some form of homage to Lilith. That, uh, that's interesting. I didn't, yeah. I didn't actually know that part. Well, you may find this next part very interesting, as when she later left the Garden of Eden, after becoming a succubus, she then would mate with a controversial figure of uh, biblical tales, the Archangel Samael, also known as being the father of Cain. Oh! Uh-huh. Okay, all right. But wait, there's more. So, when you bear such bad children as Cain, obviously things tend to, let's say, not go super favorably for you in the eyes of the more holy. Like, say, God, who decided that Samael had bore enough horrid offspring and castrated him. Seems legit. What? While Lilith, on the other hand, went off to fill the world with demons by using just mortal men as her conduit. That's hot. That's also where the idea of succubi going out into the world and seducing men comes from, okay. is this passage of Lilith. Now, it's not like a huge biblical passage, it is a very brief mention at least as far as what I was able to find. But in a different telling of this from uh, the, and again, I apologize for my horror pronunciation, Zoharistic Kabbalah, Lilith was only one of four succubi to mate with Samael. The other three were Esheth, Agrat Batmalat, and Nama. Again, I apologize horribly if I got any of those pronunciations wrong. I think he sounded pretty now, good. Thank you. Now, the interesting thing about that depiction is that only those three bore any offspring of Samael. Lilith did not. Okay. In that particular depiction. I don't know if she still went on to 
do her otherworldly business back on Earth afterwards, but there are was apparently a little bit of a alternate version that was more harem-esque. Oh boy. Now, an interesting thing about Succubi sort of in general is that they will almost universally take the appearance of a beautiful woman. Makes sense. However, you can apparently deduce that they are, in fact, of an evil nature upon closer examination through a few key tells such as... Actually, what what do you think are the key tells uh, that I was able to find? I'm very curious uh, what you would just think. About, like, how you'd be able to tell if they're... How the pretty lady's actually a succubus instead of just a pretty lady. Okay. Um... Honest to gosh, I am blanking out on this. Um, I would assume that um, they really can't answer, like, personal questions, I guess. You're thinking a little too deep on this one. Think physical characteristics. Is it uh, something obvious, like their eyes? Uh, no, it would be their bird-like claws or serpentine tails. I'm sorry, I was not aware that those were visible. <laughs> well, only upon closer examination. Okay. Because, you know, when a girl got a snake tail, you really gotta look close before you can tell. But by the time you do, too late. I definitely feel like the snake tail would be um, a deal breaker. But I mean, but who those, am I But to those bird-like claws, on the other hand. Uh, I mean. Those are a deal maker. It just depends on how you feel. I'm sorry, this is this is why I said discretion advised. Continue. It's it's our romance episode. It was it was gonna get blue. Yep. And we're still not at the bad part. Oh lord. Um in, in addition to these physical characteristics though, they would later be told to have the depictions of sirens. So, you know, the the oceanic creatures that all sailors fear because of their pretty voice and how they'll drag you into the ocean and do you a drown. Exactly. Now, here's a fun little story that I found that actually is not something I thought I was going to find. And it's not going to sound that way at first, but just follow me on this one. Okay. So... Obviously, because of the origins of the succubus and incubus lore and mythos, obviously this was something very heavily tied to the church. So, it is not surprising that priest and rabbi, the world over, would try to curb the power and influence of the succubi over their fellow man. Why am I not surprised? Well, because white men do what white men do. White men do what white men do. However, there is one depiction that I was able to find as documented in the satire uh, Denugis Curielum, or The Trifles of Courtiers, written by Walter Mapp, that tells the tale of Pope Sylvester II, who was reigning pope from the year... 999 to 1003, nice long run, was supposedly involved with a succubus named Meridiana, who actually helped the Pope to achieve his high rank within the Catholic Church. That's terrifying. And yet I can't say that I'm surprised. But the crazy thing is, is the way that this was told 
Mary Diana was not malevolent. She was just kind of with him and used her powers to aid him. Oh? From my knowledge, Pope Sylvester wasn't actually like a bad pope. Like he didn't have the usual baggage that most people in his time of his position would likely have had. He actually contributed a lot to the sciences, surprisingly. I love that. I love that idea. And then at the end of his reign, Pope Sylvester did confess to his sins and died repentant at the ripe old age of 57. They didn't live, they didn't- Which hits real hard considering I just celebrated my grandmother's 80th birthday party. Isn't that fascinating how how much longer our lifespans have gotten? But I mean, part of me now wonders, you know- Perhaps, you know, that succubus really was feeding off of him without even knowing it, you know? And, uh, you know, it killed him off a little early. But, I mean, it could just be the fact that that time... I mean, medicine also didn't exactly help out back then, to be fair. That that was When I said ripe old age of 57 at the time, that was probably accurate. Uh, You're not wrong. But we have been talking, I think, far too much about the succubi and not been focusing in on their... uh, Dilfy male counterparts, the Incubi. All right, tell me about those crazy demons that like to get women pregnant. Okay, guy, you keep trying to cut to the juicy part, and I need to—I need you to hold off on now. I need—I need you to curb your enthusiasm. Don't worry, we'll get there. You got it. So the first uh, documented tale of Incubi were actually from Mesopotamia, from the uh, story of Gilgamesh, where his father was listed as Lilu. Sound kind of familiar? It does. Lilith. Yep. So yes, even as far back as the... I don't even remember what it was like. What's the story of Gilgamesh actually called? I probably should have looked that up and written it down, but I forgot. Oh, is it the Iliad? Is that it? It might be. I don't know. We talk about monsters and demons, not the old stories. It's not, 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 our, not our field of expertise. Yes, exactly. Uh, in in Gilgamesh's wild times, uh, yeah, his father was apparently an incubus. Okay. Now I wasn't aware of that. Me neither. Now, there's not quite as many, uh, we'll say, fantastical or fantasy depictions of specific incubi. However, the presence was definitely something that was noted, as St. Augustine said in, God, there's way too much, like, not English in this one, De Civitate Die, or the City of God, that there, at the time, was a very high number of alleged incubi attacks, which made the presence of these demons all but undeniable. So, there was apparently a lot of unanswered, as you've alluded to several times, pregnancies that largely got blamed on these demons, as well as just people who would tell of their own vile assaults. Yeah, I mean, like, basically, like, I didn't cheat on my husband, what do you mean? I got impregnated by an incubus, obviously. I love that that's the take you had on that, because I'm gonna have to rip that one down in a bit. Oh, boy. You're you're thinking far too nicely. This is this is old history. But the depictions of incubi attacks were actually a little bit different as opposed to 
mere seduction, many people believe that the Incubi would actually be far more aggressive in its assault and actually pin the victim down as it sat on top of them, literally with them unable to move as a result. Alright, so sleep paralysis meets uh, uncomfortable topics. You're actually getting very, very close to this. Needless to say, the legend kind of speaks for itself largely. No. Nope. Mm-mm. Don't want it. At this point, I feel like we have sort of gotten far enough along. We've we've beaten around the bush long enough. We we do need to kind of address the elephant in the room. The rather gross, disgusting elephant in the room, yes. And that is why do succubi and incubi do the deed the way they do? And ultimately, it kind of comes back to this traditional belief that existed back then, which was that demons were incapable of reproduction. Okay. For whatever reason, it was believed that no demon of any form could mate and produce an offspring of its own accord. So, the way that succubi and incubi would circumvent this, as dictated in Malleus Maleficarum, or The Witch's Hammer, which was written by Heinrich Kramer, I, I really need to reiterate again, just, if, if you are uncomfortable with sexual topics and have managed to get this far in but, like, it's it's truly a hard line for you. This may be the point where you want to just stop listening. We understand. We'll have a presumably much cleaner episode next month. Yep. I will not choose something sexually explicit. I promise. Yes, yeah, so just, if, if you really can't handle something like that, it makes you uncomfortable, whatever it is, we fully understand. This, this is the point you need to jump ship. We will not blame you for it. Things are going to get much, much grosser, much more blue. We'll still try and keep it as PG-13 as we can, try not to be too vulgar about it, but it, we're, we're going to have to approach those topics. Yep, so, I mean, younger kids, I know it's just kind of like you're about to learn, you know, you're not going to hear anything vulgar out of us, but um, you're about to learn some things. So, on that note, uh, let's talk semen. <sighs> I hope you, um, I hope you're referring to the, the men who, um, run the sailboats, you know? Pirate ships or cargo ships or I am no? sadly not. Oh, oh no! Boy. As as I was saying, the succubi will do their thing, specifically with the purpose of collecting their victims' seed. They will then give that seed to the incubi, who will then use that same seed to impregnate their female victims thus producing their own demonic offspring that are commonly referred to as cambians. I'm uncomfortable. Hence why we gave the warning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I knew things were going to get bad when I looked into these creatures. I knew it was going to be very explicit in what I read, all that stuff. I was aware of this going in. You just didn't know how deep. I didn't know that part. No pun intended. Stop it. I'm sorry. I, I truly didn't realize that that was an aspect of it, and it, it it's truly just the most vile thing I think I've ever heard. And even knowing what these things are about, that was just, that was a hard read. Oh man, I can only imagine. I mean, throughout history, I mean, 
we see paintings depicting demons having their way with various people or historical figures or just in general like there's a a painting called the misery of women where she is being taken advantage of by several different types of demon and in different places so it's definitely depicted throughout history in a, a terrifying sexually explicit manner it just goes back to biblical references just as we were talking about earlier it all swings back to those uh, religious undertones. It, it all comes back to white men being bad. And, uh, and and women being punished for Eve eating the apple at the Garden of Eden. Like, uh-huh. okay, we get it. All right, fine. She was hungry. Can we let it go? We, we get it. Like, nobody wants to be around women when we're hungry, all right? We get it. <laughs> but, like, damn. Oh, boy. So let, let's try and get back on topic a little bit. So the reason why that this particular horrid process would not simply still create just a human offspring, because if you think about it, it's still human to human with just a couple of middlemen in between. Yeah, yeah. Well, I imagine like the um, <clears throat> the 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 semen. <clears throat> I imagine that the reproductive. Uh, the package was tampered with. Yes, thank you. That is very specifically what the theory is, is that after they have gotten what they needed, and before it is delivered to its final intended destination... God, I feel like we're dragging UPS now through this. Oh, you were just doing our best. We're just doing our best, you know? I'm trying, I swear. But yes, the idea is that they use some sort of evil demon whatever in order to corrupt it so that the offspring then becomes demonic or at the very least more susceptible to demonic influence yeah that makes a lot of sense i mean it's easier to mold something from the beginning than it is to correct something that has been the normal for somebody their entire lives exactly you know so if somebody is raised to believe in the sanctity of, of of marriage and only having intercourse after a specific designated amount of time instead of, you know, it during marriage or before marriage uh, or after marriage, rather. <laughs> during marriage? You know what I meant. That was a wild um, reception, let me tell you. <laughs> oh, boy. No kidding. But it, it makes sense to me that it would be altered before it is introduced to the host body. Yeah, and that was largely the theory there. There were other theories that it was because of the unnatural nature of the conception, but that feels a little bit more vague to me, so I I tend to prefer the alteration theory. Now, unfortunately, that is not the end of these horrid dark times. We're almost done, I swear. But there is one other belief as far as how the reproduction was achieved. And this... Other, actually, if you can believe it, worse method is described in King James's dissertation of daemonology, which suggested two other possibilities. One was the rapid transfer of the seed from a corpse oh. before it, and I quote and apologize, goes cold. Oh, I mean, it does make sense. Okay, so, um... 
We don't need to stick on this one for too long. It's okay. No, but like off topic. So there is a, there's something that you can do basically. Like if your spouse dies, if your male spouse dies before you are able to collect their seed. Katie, I'm going to pause you real quick. Are you sure this is what you want to talk about? We're going to do it. We're going to do it. We're going to do it because I think that, you know, how you just. Proceed then. (laughs) This has to have come around because of that idea. You know, it's almost like the humans are like, A, I want to still be able to have a baby with my husband, but he's dead. And then, you know, like, doctors were like, all right, you know what? Say no more. Look at this incubus, succubus shit. And uh, they stick an electric probe up the back end and it causes the male reproductive organ to stand up straight and produce his seed. I should have stopped you. That was my mistake. I will live with this sin, but I see now in hindsight, I should have stopped you. Yep, but there you go. That's, that's, it has to have come around from this, you know, like, no pun intended. Um, Stop it. (laughs) I'm sorry. It's just there's so much opportunity there. I have to do something. You don't. You really don't. It's bad enough as it is. But I do. Uh, Anyway, the other possible uh, method that was talked about in demonology was the idea of a corpse being animated and possessed in order to do the thing. But that only accounts for the males. It does not really account for the females. So. Yeah. It's kind of, again, another half-baked idea that's, like the bodies, best left in the ground. Yeah, no, I'm with you on that. And we can bury all of my puns with it. How about that? Uh, if I believed you for a second. I'm just doing my best. So, getting, getting away from the lore of it all, I wanted to real quick talk about, you know, as I said, there were accounts of these assaults. And as far as we of modern times know... Demons don't actually exist. Mm-mm. So, what actually happened? Succubi are, um, how do I word this? The most illogical thing I've ever heard of in my life as far as how people try to justify the idea of a succubi attack. Okay. Would you like to guess? I want to play this game again, see if you can guess how people try to scientifically, and I want to emphasize the word scientifically, Explain the concept of a succubi attack. So I would, in that time, like if it, if I had to come up with a logical, quote unquote, explanation. It can be modern times. I would have to say something along the lines of, um, I, I was, uh, you know, like I, I, I drank too much and... She uh she looked a lot a lot prettier on the on the alcohol. No you dumb idiot, it's aliens. Oh, of course it is. Yes. The the logical explanation that people came to is that the accounts of succubi attacks lines up oddly well with accounts of alien abductions. So maybe that I guess. Alright. That's a whole thing. Yeah! Maybe I should have ended with that one, because now we gotta talk about incubi attacks, which aren't quite as whimsical. Oh no. 
yeah, also a lot easier to guess, so we're not going to play this game again. Uh, the idea is that, as you alluded to earlier, they were either hallucinations caused by sleep paralysis, in which people will tend to hear or visualize things in that sleep paralysis state. I'm not going to go into the whole depiction of how sleep paralysis works. That is, again, not what we do. It's scary, though. Check it out. Especially Hatman. That might be something I cover later. Maybe. But the other... And if we're being brutally honest, far more likely explanation for the legend of the Incubi is cases of sexual assault and rape that, back in the days, stupid white men just wanted to cover up to get themselves out of jail free. Exactly. It couldn't have been me. <coughs> Ooh, excuse me. It was the demon. <laughs> it couldn't have been me. It was the Incubus, obviously. Yeah, like, so when you said earlier it was, I'm not cheating on my husband, I wish that was it. I'll I'll support demons to empower women all day long, that's fine. But that's not what it was. It was more than likely just people wanting to get out of their horrid acts. And so saying, well, no, obviously a demon did it. I wouldn't want to cheat on my wife. I'm a family man. Exactly. Or like... Obviously, a demon took my semen and put it inside that other woman. That's not my baby. I've never met her. Yes, I've never seen her before. Like, oh, oh, this is getting creepier by the moment. Yeah. So I I wanted to round this out now that we're past the worst of it with how they're depicted nowadays with some of the more, I would say, common and well-known representations and depictions of succubi and incubi. I think one of the most well-known films addressing this was, I don't know if you've seen it, I personally have not, but that's because I'm not a fan of horror films, is Jennifer's Body. Oh, yeah, yeah, Megan Fox and, um, and, uh, Amanda Siegfried. Yep, that one features Amanda Fox's character, Jennifer, uh, dying and becoming a succubus and doing many a murder. Uh, If you're not really into movies, then you can see them in some TV shows like the X-Files episode Avatar or a little bit more recently from Hell of a a Boss, Veruska Mayday. Oh. Yes, also a succubus. Uh, From the comics world in DC Comics, there is the character uh, Chantanelle, who I believe becomes involved in some way with Oh, God, what was his name? I should have written that down. I, I had it. I I told myself I would remember who it was, but now I'm I don't sorry, remember. Sorry, bud. <laughs> ah. You are on your own for this one. I'm a, uh, I'm not a comic book person. Like, I, I appreciate them, but I don't, I'm not going to pretend I read them. It's not someone who... It's, like, not someone as popular as Superman, but also not, like, as unknowable as some of the other ones. Gotcha. I want to say, oh, Constantine. That was it. It was Constantine. Constantine. Yeah, they made the a movie about that one, too, with um, Keanu Reeves. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. And Shia LaBeouf is in it, too. Interesting. Sticking to the more animated version, uh, there is also two anime that feature them most prominently. Uh, Digimon has one called Lilithmon, again, drawing connection to that, mm-hmm. and the series Overlord. Uh, has Albedo, who is the succubi second-in-command to the main character. Well, then. As far as something that you brought up in our last episode, T-1000 
TTRPGs are also no stranger to these creatures, as popular games like D&D and Warhammer 40k also have depictions of succubi and incubi in them. Mm-hmm. Uh, the video game Catherine is literally about some dude trying to deal with a succubus. I love that game. I think it's very well made. I've heard good things, I just never played it. And then I would be remiss not to mention probably the two most iconic uh, video game succubi, which is Morrigan and Lilith from Darkstalkers. I would probably be run out of most towns if I didn't mention them. Oh, of course. Especially, uh, especially Morrigan. Oh, for sure. Because damn. Because damn. It always comes back to the, to the... To the sexy ladies much uh, taller and stronger than me. That's not a high bar you've set. Nope. I'm only five feet. Thank you for accompanying me on this um, iffy run through the monster menagerie. Uh, We'll go ahead and close the gate on these two, uh, throw away the key, and never look back. Ever. Not like this. No, not, not like this. Thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode. Yeah, uh, just despite how weird it got, uh, it was still a lot of fun to record, and I'm very glad that you joined me with this. I am too. What a blast! I, I, I'm going to love this series going forward. I mean, like I from the start, obviously, but like, it's just nice to learn, like be the one learning, sitting here listening to, and being able to interact. Because I know a lot of the people who who listen to our other podcast have said that sometimes they catch themselves like responding to us because it just feels like they're having a conversation that's exactly what it is i mean well i look i look forward to being able to enjoy the thing you just said you like doing and listening because you're in charge next time heck yeah stay tuned but until then i am hoshi and i am katie and you are always welcome back to the monster menagerie (laughs) 